0: You're listening to The Tripe Supper, Gazette Borough's Middlesbrough Football Club podcast. What a load of tripe. Well, the international break's got a far happier feel to it than the last one with probably going into the, uh, to the fortnight off with three wins on the bounce one goal conceded in that time and up to fifth in the championship as we all know by now um, Vic, the, the winner against Sunderland was Stuart Downing into Martin Braithwaite, into Marcus Tavernier three players who've, who've played a key role in, in the upturn in form three players who've been in obviously Gary Wilkes only made one change in that time who, if you were going to point out, and we'll discuss a number of kind of players who've been up to key to the upturn in form, who stood out for you in the,
1: in the last week, in those three games? Uh, rather than individuals, I think what's really stood out for me is the fact that there seems to be a discernible framework there now, and also a lot of very important relationships are starting to be cemented. Uh, Ben Gibson and uh, Danny Ayala at the back is very, very solid. They both know each other's game inside out. I think that's been key to uh, uh, underpinning a return to solidity. I think just in front of them, uh, Grant Ledbetter and Johnny Howson have formed a, an effective partnership. They seem to complement each other. Before that, the mix was never quite right. You know, no matter how who they tried, the balance was, was wrong. And then just ahead of them, I think, uh, uh, Martin Braithwaite is learning to play with teammates immediately around him. Uh, up front and also uh, down in the early game. That's a really lively looking, fluid combination with plenty of movement uh, and with Stuart Downing recycling the ball, keeping the ball, uh, using it very cleverly. And Martin Braithwaite has some incredible touches. An absolute sublime footballer, Right, to me, right now, looks like too good for this division. And then Marcus Taverni has come in and, and buzzed around and looked hungry and demanded the ball and not been scared and made runs uh, and harassed defences. And those three going forward on the break, I think, have added a completely different dimension to Borough.
0: Yeah, Martin Braithwaite, I mean, it, 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 I don't know whether you can describe £9 million as a snip. And if you can, it's probably too early to do so with Braithwaite. It's only been in four or five weeks. But the signs are very, very positive, aren't they, Phil? He really does look the part. And I, I saw a number of fans on Twitter after the game on Sunday saying he, he looks too good for the Championship.
2: Yeah, it's strange when I've seen him have really good games and I've seen him have really poor games. Um, <laughs> I think his injury, obviously, will not know just how much of an effect that's had on Borough's season so far. I mean, I, I, without without being the voice of doom, everyone's going to say, yeah, not again. I don't think there's been a huge difference. I don't think Borough was bad as people were making out before. And I don't think they're necessarily anywhere near the finished article yet. I think three of the players who have impressed, who have been fundamental to Borough, Braithwaite aside, fundamental to Borough's improvement. There'd be three players who possibly wouldn't have been in Gary Monk's first-choice team at the start of the season. Stuart Downing, Tavernier and Danny Ayala, possibly Ayala. But Downing was out the picture. Tavernier was nowhere near the first team. Certainly a squad player, but, you know... And I think that's a little bit of a reflection on the signings, not grasping the nettle. You know, Ashley Fletcher's now a bit of a fringe character, isn't he? I think Gary Monk's made some brave decisions, and I applaud him for that. He's, he hasn't gone for big names. He's, he's You know, he, he, he's, not, he's not put his own signings in for the sake of it. He's made a big call in Tavernier, and then he's stuck with him, and I think he should be applauded for that. But I, I don't think there's a... You know, you know, were Borough that much better against Sunderland Than they were against Cardiff for example Didn't create I mean bearing in mind that Sunderland the worst team in the division at the moment By, by a country mile um, I thought What I, I, well, I, I was going to say was the goal was a great piece of skill uh, and, and it's pleasing that obviously Borough have won three on the bounce Don't get me wrong I'm not trying to criticise it in any way But I still think from you know I haven't seen them as many times as you fellas Admittedly over the last few weeks but I, I still think they're nowhere near clicking to the team that could be. Which might be a positive, because I think there's a lot more development to come from them. I mean, when you looked at that match yesterday, you think really the, the number of times they really opened Sunderland up. Two or three Braithwaite shot. Uh, there was an, an attempt from Howson outside the box that was over the bar, down in a shot straight at the keeper. Um, the goal, as I say, was a magnificent moment of, of team play. And a great finish from Tavernier, but I think I think we should be cautiously optimistic, but I don't think we should be getting carried away. I, isn't think that the of the that I think two things: championship. I think I think it's a majority
1: of games are scrappy. <laughs> the vast majority of games in the last promotion uh, campaign were scrappy. Well, narrative. Well, <laughs> I,
0: it's, think, not, it's I think the it's narrative. A, said that Borough need to improve, uh, but I think equally, and they do. I thought I thought they were I thought they were bang average against a, a desperately poor Sunderland team. They weren't great at Reading, but they won the game. I thought in flashes they were excellent mm. at Hull. But what I think two two real positives have been ahead of the Reading game. Two issues that really needed addressing were the slow start, one mm. of a desperately slow at the box, and the daft errors at the back. Well, they've scored in the first fifteen minutes of the last three games, and they've conceded one mm. goal that was a Camille Kruzyk rocket that yeah. you, you can't really do yeah. too much about. So from that point of view, you, you've addressed two major issues. But uh, well, isn't another the down- major
1: issue as well? Obviously, is before that run of games we were saying. We don't know what the team's about. Mm. We don't know what shape they we don't are, know what the team what is. The DA, DNA is what the and now it, there seems to be a, a shape. Starting to emerge, but, which, but isn't for me the big the big progressive?
2: Isn't the isn't the narrative suddenly being changed from Gary Monk's going to play a refreshing band of football and we're going to be exciting to watch, and it's not going to be like Carranca now. Everybody's positioning themselves to say, and I don't blame them by the way, the positioning themselves to say the championship, as Vic just said, is a grind. It's a horrible division. I don't think there's one outstanding team in the division this season. I think it's a shocking championship. The lack of quality is appalling, really, and I think it's there. It's there for a team like Middlesbrough if they can. If they can gel, like we know, like we think we know, they can. Um, if that makes sense, it's got to be wide open for them because, you know, you look at you look at I mean, Leeds were flying a few weeks ago. They're they're now dropping like a stone. It's going to be a massive match for them against Burn in a couple of weeks' time. Um, you look at you know Cardiff Wolves, <laughs> you know all those teams. No one was really tipping them, um, so. I think it's going to be it is going to be a grind and, and I think the big decision now for Gary Monk to make is do I, <coughs> do I stick with this more if you want to call it attritional style of football where results are all important and I totally agree with that by the way or do you think no I, you know, aesthetically we're not that pleasing at the moment um, and I, I suppose the answer is somewhere in between those two those two two ambitions, and I think Vic's right that Braithwaite could be one of the keys to that. I think a Belonger for me is an unsung hero. I know he was a bit quiet yesterday, but we've got a guy who scored a goal every other game. When was the last time we could say that? You know, when a borough had it, even in the, the glory years of the chat, you know, the. You know, it's going back to Bamford, I suppose, isn't it? When he was on song for the second half of that season, you know. I think we should celebrate things like that, celebrate, you know, Cyrus Christie quietly going about his business. But there are one or two issues to address, definitely.
0: You, you touched on that there and how, um, you know, the, the Borough were going to smash the
2: championship with the pace and the flair. And you, you put words in my mind? <laughs> I never said that. No, no, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Last year, when Monk came, the criticism of the, uh, the 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 word from Leeds fans was that he's defensive, he, he doesn't have a plan B, and uh, he, he you know he sets his teams up to frustrate. Was
1: was Monk trying to be something he's not in the early stage of the season? Yeah, possibly, and also you've got to remember that the vast majority of the investment was in creative forward players, so I think the onus was on him to try them out. Um, we tried started with playing three up front and. and jiggling those combinations around to try and find a balance and it i, I thought the three up front were was good it there was lots of promise there lots of fluidity uh, lots of movement but in doing that the three behind them were a bit clunky and a bit labored and the balance was never right so he's changed that and over the first 10 15 games there's been a lot of experimentation and that's been very frustrating to watch because you know, we didn't know from one week to the next what the formation was going to be, let alone what the, what the team selection was going to be. And maybe there was pressure on Gary Monk to try all these players out. Uh, I mean, Ten new players in, uh, came over the summer, plus you had uh, a framework of eight uh, from, from the previous regime that had been an experience in a promotion campaign, so obviously you're going to use them. And I think there has been a lot of experimentation. Uh, I, I think now that they've found a system where they've got balance and they're able to get some of the more creative players on the pitch uh, I mean I don't really think that it's attritional football I mean it's not like they're playing long ball stuff like Cardiff when they break forward th- there is some really pleasant football to watch. that goal was, was sublime I mean everyone involved in that goal it, it, was, it was wonderful to watch which is a good thing it's not like Borough grinding it out in a, a Warnock-esque uh, robust style, but you know, they are digging in, they, they're conceding possession, they're trying to draw the opposition forward to create space so that they can, so that the pacey attacking players can break forward. It is very early days, but if you can crack that, then there's no reason why they can't do what Phil says and, and you know, and go on a run and and storm a division that isn't brilliant.
2: I mean, I'll put, put something at you, Dom, if I can. Um... Isn't football so much about fine margins? And you know, we sat here now, Burr have won three games um, and deserved to have done so. But you look back to, say, the Cardiff match, there, there, are, there, are, there were an Adam Tri- Adama Triori daft tackle away from at least drawing that match. Yet against QPR, there were the width of a post away from drawing that match instead of winning it. I think we're in danger and we're way more guilty than anybody when, when a team wins we look for the genius of the manager and when the team loses, we look for the feelings in a manager yeah, yeah. and so often I think you know you look at Burr and their level of performance has actually this season been pretty pretty I mean you lads have seen nearly all the games I've seen quite a few of them the, the level of performance has actually been quite steady it's been ...okay all season, hasn't it? There hasn't been too many... There haven't been too many real high moments... ...and there haven't been too many disastrous performances either... ...and you, you, you kind of feel... ...you kind of feel that... Um, ...you know, you, you are a moment of luck... ...away from either winning or losing a match at the moment... ...and, and, and <coughs> the, the, the one thing that I, I was pleased about... ...probably more than anything else... ...over recent weeks, actually, funny enough... ...was the way they responded to going behind at Bournemouth... ...which said to me... ...I got hammered for this, by the way, on the internet... I felt the way they responded against Bournemouth and got back into the match, I know they lost 3-1 in the end and it, you know, um, Bournemouth ran away with it a little bit, but Borough for 20 minutes, half an hour pushed that team there and you thought, well if, this, if those players aren't playing for Gary Monk, that doesn't happen. You don't, you know. You, what happens is we saw what happened with Sunderland on Sunday. The team just disappears. Players disappear. They don't make tackles or they go hiding. That didn't happen with Borough when the, when things were going wrong. And I think some credit should go to the players and the management for keeping it all together, keeping the lid on it when you know it could have quite easily blown up in the faces. So, yeah. so go back to your question. Do you not think so much of it at the moment about small margins? Yeah,
0: yeah. And you touched on the on the steady performances there. I mean, I, I wasn't at Bolton. Um, but the only time I've walked away from a game this season and, and, and felt really impressed with what I'd seen was probably at Hull. Because I thought at, at times, I mean, at two, we said, we said last week that at half-time, I thought Borough could have, could have put three, four, three or four more past Hull if they'd have got an early goal in that second half. As it was, they probably made harder work of it than they should have done, in that goal kind of got pulled back into it but again like Sunday against Sunderland I don't think there was ever any real concern that they were going no, to throw it I, away I
1: didn't feel
0: um, but but I think in the last week there's a lot said for, I mean Barnsley was the most frustrating wasn't it because Barnsley were a bang average team and they twice gifted Barnsley goals twice give themselves a mountain to climb and in the end that's too much of themselves so I think there's a lot to be said in the last week of, of, of how they've managed to, to almost do a far more professional job in games I mean Reading was very professional wasn't it and it, it almost felt as though they had a gear or two extra to go into and, and, I, and, I, and I walked away from that game thinking well to be honest Reading are really poor. yapstam looked a beaten, man he looked exhausted in his press conference afterwards um, but then they, they go and win two games on the bounce afterwards which has you kind of yeah.
1: questioning your own judgement well, I, I think that's what the championship it is, does it is the nature of this division we know that and that's why we, we constantly say what you're looking for is it, consistency and to do that, sometimes you have to turn the volume down on different departments to make sure that you're operating as a team. And I think that's where we are now. I don't think they were in the first phase of the season for all sorts of reasons. You know, The, the change over the summer, new players bedded in, awkward injuries. Uh, but I do think now you've got a shape of a team. And then if that, if that can take a grip and the mentality grows, and confidence grows, and you get a bit of momentum, suddenly you can raise the average performance from 6.5 out of 10 up to maybe 7.5 out of 10, and that can make a massive difference in this division. I mean they've gone back to we talked about doing the basics well for example cutting the mistakes out of the back and Daniel
0: Ayala and Ben Gibson getting that partnership right we, we you know I often thought if, if you say to Daniel Ayala I'm going to give you four or five games regardless of how you perform uh, I look at George Friend we were talking about this one the lads in the office earlier now, and I think George Friend is in a similar position now to Ayala in the. He was shaky against Sunderland at times, but I think he's another player who need three yeah. or four games to get the best out of him. Absolutely. But Borough are seeing the best of, of Ayala, and now he's been allowed that opportunity well, to flourish again.
2: That's where a manager earns his money, isn't it? And, and I think Gary Wong probably was a little bit guilty of chopping and changing, looking for a, looking for a solution after one bad performance. We mentioned Shockley the other day, who, who had one run out and then was dropped because Borough didn't, didn't perform that day. Um, you, can't, you can't build any sort of team unity if you drop every player the moment he makes a mistake. But, but, and, I, and I think it could be the similar thing with George. We know George Fenn could be a massive asset this season. We, I know, he, you know people have pointed he didn't have the greatest game against Sunwell, but we know what he brings, don't we? He's still young enough to, 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 to have the legs and the, 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 the passion and the, the dynamism to be effective in the left, on the left. And he's also that leadership potential <laughs> that he brings as well. He's been there and done it. He's won a promotion with Bury before. And I, I don't... That's not to criticise Fabio. There's absolutely nothing wrong with Fabio. But I think you make a really important point about sticking with players. We know Danny Ayala's a good championship defender. We've seen it. We've all seen it. Besides, You know, he was... he wasn't that long ago we were all talking about Bury, you know, losing Ayala in the January window the season before last because he was the pick of the championship defenders. Now... These players don't become bad players overnight. They just lose confidence and they lose they lose that sharpness that you, you don't have when you've been out for a while. George Friend's pretty much lost a year of his career to injury, hasn't he? So, so I think I think Gary Monk's making tough calls, as I mentioned earlier, and I'm pleased he is because you know and he probably felt I've got nothing left to lose now. I'm getting I'm getting hammered here. I'm getting get some real penalties. Um, so I'm going, to, I'm going to pick the team I want to pick and, you know, and, and, and back my own judgement and I think it's being rewarded for that it's, it's refreshing and I think Ayala, if he can stay fit you know, you've got one of those players who'll walk into the PFA Team of the Year, haven't you? Hopefully, if he, if, he, if he can, you know, get another 25 games out of him this season.
0: And Tavernier, we talked about Tavernier, and you know, the fact that he's taken taken everything in his stride so far, and hasn't shown, hasn't been at all, or hasn't looked at all over It, I guess, it's a bit of a jolt for those of who's keeping out, isn't it? The likes of Marvin Johnson and Adama Traore, one of which is a former Barcelona player, another who's a who's a summer signing who we saw in that in that home game against QPR when he was probably the best player on the pitch what he's capable of. It's a jolt for them, isn't it, to, to perhaps think, well, hold on, I've got an 18-year-old kid who, who hadn't played in the league until two weeks ago keeping
1: me out of the team. Yeah, I mean, it is an indictment of, of uh, their failure to, to grasp the nettle, but it comes down to consistency. I mean, I, I, I love to watch Adama Treora when he's got the ball at his feet. You know, you never know what's going to happen. There's a, a jolt of excitement, and you know, he looks like a world-beater. But if he's not doing it in every game and not doing it for patches within a game then <coughs> something has to give you know, especially at a time when results were going badly something has to give and a manager has to get the team the shape right and they're the people who are always going to be sacrificed uh, Marvin Johnson's made a big step up in, in relative levels of football and he came in and you know he's had a couple of bright cameos and he scored a goal and looked exciting but he hasn't done it week in, week out.
2: Well, it goes back to what we, we... How many times have we sat and talked about Trier in this format? And, and, and it's always... Managers don't like players who blow hot and cold, do they? they of course they, they don't. They, because because it's a results-driven business, and they trust players who go out there and give 90 minutes. So it's going back to my day, Vic's day, when, you know, in the, the 70s and 80s, you had players like Alan Hudson Glenn Hoddle, who were the critics' darlings because they could do amazing things. But most managers, international managers, didn't select those players because they wanted a, a Brian Robson. They wanted a player who you knew for ninety minutes what he'd give you. And that's the similar thing with Triari now. He's a player who you just you don't know whether he's going to give you away a penalty, yeah. or, or go on a forty yard one and scot blast one in the top corner. And I think Monk can't afford
1: that gamble. Well, it comes back to the, the fine margins. If you're a coach and a manager and your job's dependent on the next result, what you do is, first and foremost, you eliminate mistakes. Yeah. You eliminate the areas where the fine margins are going to going fall against you. And that means, by instinct, you will go for the safe and steady, uh, which is why you've got a division where where most teams have... Four to bank, two banks of four, and they dig in deep, and you know, look to nick one. Sure, and it's not, actually, well, isn't it? It's yeah. not, but well, yeah, yeah, and it's effective, and that's why coaches go for it. Fans want to be entertained, which is why they get frustrated by it. But you know, it, it, it comes down to uh, picking the players that you think are going to be effective, efficient, and consistent. So, for uh, Tavernier to come in and do that, uh, you know, in, in in a, a blur of games that have been high stakes games, he's you know he's put down a mark, and it, it's for them, it's for those lads now to get him out. Of the way.
2: Well, well, put yourself in Gary Monk's shoes. He's in, it, it's to it t- t- twenty four hours before the Leeds game. He's sat around the coach's room and he's going to pick his team and he's thinking, right, Adam Triori. I don't know tomorrow whether he'll, as I said before, create, set up, or create, or score a wonder goal, get sent off. Give away a penalty.
0: Arrive on time. Arrive on time for the bus. The
2: bus. <laughs> and, and and managers hate that, don't they? Hit my, so Gareth Mungle think right. <laughs> um, I'll play. I'll go with Tav because I know what he can do. Downing's got that bit of skill, creativity. You know, braithwaite has been on form. Along, it almost you can almost talk yourself out of picking like a player like Traore. And yet, and the other the other thing is he has got that ability that in any situation you could turn the game, like we saw last season. What, once or twice? Well, I think it's been telling that in the last three games, there's been times in the game when
0: it's actually been teed up for someone like him to come on and into. At Reading, uh, they were committing bodies. Yeah. We, we said at one 0 no, this is perfect for triori. If if he trusted him to stretch the game at Hull, when they went back to two one, they were committing bodies. But yeah. well, some didn't really commit bodies, no. did they? But but again, yeah. one goal lead, where you'd look to take them on the counter, but it was telling that he didn't get the nod, and, well, and well, instead thought... he went for Marvin Johnson to replace the then. Well, New and Jordan. later on, he
2: he, he deliberately he made a conscious decision to close the game down, didn't he? With five minutes of normal time, it seemed seemed to be you know he yeah, took Grant off, didn't he? And yeah, it looked to to me. It looked, you know, it one 0 It probably felt that's enough. That'll be enough against this team. Now, whether that'll be <coughs> enough, you know, when you get some of the better teams, the Villas, have, you know, and the Wolves and teams like that coming to the Riverside, whether they, you sat your one 0 down with ten minutes to go, do you stick or do you twist? A different matter, isn't it?
0: Uh, looking forward then to the international break, and, and you think of the right. last the last time it came <laughs> around, and Norwich and Brentford, and it was so so flat, wasn't yeah, it? And, it was. it and, was and exactly if you the listed then the issues that, that Gary Onecut had addressed, there was plenty of them. Yeah. What, what, what does he? What What's his priorities this time? Is it just honing the positives of what he's seen over the last week? Or Not,
1: I think so. You know, you work on the shape that you've got. Uh, there's a few people that probably a little bit ring rusty. It'd be nice for them to get a couple of matches behind closed doors. Uh, make sure that they're ready should they ever be needed but as it stands I think he'd be saying steady as it goes let's keep it ticking over lads stay focused, keep it up
0: Just very quickly before we end you said there about um, lads getting behind closed doors games, you were at Blackpool uh, last week Ryan shot played. Mm. Uh, obviously he was on the bench with Dale Thrive and picked up that ankle injury. What 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 how did he perform at that Because it's been a it's been a tough time for him.
2: And I'm all for players playing in those situations. And I, I can't I hate to say players go one to that at football because you know we saw that with Will we saw it with husband, saw it with two or three other players who who just didn't get any football and when they were called upon they weren't ready. Um it took he had a tough night to be honest. It was a Borough borough were were given a bit of a they held their own for about an hour, and then Blackpool kicked on. And bear in mind, Blackpool made eight changes themselves, so it wasn't their first team. It was, it was, it was a squad team. Um, I, I think it was difficult for Shot because he was playing in a defence that he wouldn't have known those other lads very well. He, you know, he he, um, he wouldn't have been used to playing with any of those lads. Um, he was on a high, but nothing if he plays well people are going to say well he should be playing well in a, in a checker trade trophy try, tie you try saying that um, at Blackpool and if he has a bad game people say well see he's not good enough I think he needs football I think it might be in an ideal world I think he would go out on loan in January because because I, I don't know I can't see how he can be ready to come into the Borough team if he's needed at the moment obviously Dale is injured as we know now so it might be it might be a Danny Ayala injury away from playing in the next week or two um, but it just looks to me like he needs a regular game. He had that protracted transfer, didn't he? He came with <laughs> the Borough, he, did, he, he five, four or five games on the bench where he didn't get a, a sniff, and then he got his game and it didn't go well for Burroughs. so he was dropped again. That was before the last break, wasn't it, mm-hmm. I think? And then he's come in, he's played for the 21s in the uh, EFL Trophy. And it was a difficult night. They conceded four, and he was he at fault for the goals. It's always difficult to portion the exact blame. He, let's put it this way: We'll come off the pitch thinking I didn't enjoy that. Um, yeah, we've all been. Clapping. But but I, mean, must, <laughs> I, I don't believe for a second that he's a bad player because he's had a bad, bad, bad couple of months. I just think he's now, have, have cat, yeah, it's, it's now. he's now in that awful position that we've seen a number of borough signings get themselves into where they're not quite probably fit enough to play when they do get the chance and they don't know when the next chance is going to come, but they probably can't, they can't leave to go out on loan because there's, there's not enough strength in depth. So it, it might be that he only plays a handful of games for the rest of the season, as we've just been talking about with Ayala being in form, and Ben Gibson's going to start every match, you'd think. So... So how, how did Borough get him ready? Well, let's you know, as, as I said in my piece after that match, which which seemed to, to get quite a bit of interest, I think he's got to continue playing with the 23s, the development squad, and getting some football under his belt and get used to playing with a group of players. And all right, they're not championship players, but the talented young lads in the Middlesbrough development squad. Just, just get used to playing again, heading the ball, clearing the ball, making tackles, timing your runs, being in the right place at the right time. And I think if he does that, I mean... Um, you know, and I don't think the under twenty one twenty three's have that many games left this year, but I think he should be at least looking to play in all of those and then if he's needed, who knows he might he might be ready.
0: Interesting. Thank you. Thanks Vic. Thanks Phil.